Hey, it's Mike, and this podcast is brought to you by Legion, my line of naturally sweetened and flavored workout supplements. Now, as you probably know, I'm really not a fan of the supplement industry. I've wasted thousands and thousands of dollars over the years on worthless supplements that basically do nothing. And I've always had trouble finding products actually worth buying. And especially as I've gotten more and more educated as to what actually works and what doesn't. And eventually after complaining a lot, I decided to do something about it and start making my own supplements. The exact supplements I myself have always wanted. A few of the things that make my products unique are one, they're 100% naturally sweetened and flavored, which I think is good because while artificial sweeteners may not be as harmful as some people claim. There is research that suggests regular consumption of these chemicals may not be good for our health, particularly our gut health. So I like to just play it safe and sweeten everything with stevia and erythritol, which are natural sweeteners that actually have health benefits, not health risks. Two, all ingredients are backed by peer-reviewed scientific research that you can verify for yourself. If you go on our website and you check out any of our product pages, you're going to see that we explain why we've chosen each ingredient and we cite all supporting evidence in the footnotes so you can go look at the research for yourself and verify that we're doing the right thing. Three, all ingredients are also included at clinically effective dosages, which are the exact dosages used in those studies that prove their effectiveness. This is very important because while a molecule might be proven to, let's say, improve your workout performance, not all dosages are going to improve your workout performance. If you take too little you're not going to see any effects. You have to take the right amounts. And the right amounts are the amounts proven to be effective in scientific research. And four, there are no proprietary blends, which means you know exactly what you're buying when you buy our supplements. All of our formulations are 100% transparent in terms of ingredients and dosages. So if that sounds interesting to you and you want to check it out, then go to www.legionathletics.com. That's L-E-G-I-O-N athletics.com. And if you like what you see and you want to buy something, use the coupon code code podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and you will save 10% on your order. Also, if you like what I have to say in my podcast, then I guarantee you'll like my books. I make my living primarily as a writer, so as long as I can keep selling books, then I can keep writing articles over at Muscle for Life and Legion and recording podcasts and videos like this and all that fun stuff. Now, I have several books, but the place to start is Bigger, Leaner, Stronger if you're a guy and Thinner, Leaner, Stronger if you're a girl. Now, these books, they're basically going to teach you everything you need to know about dieting, training, and supplementation to build muscle, lose fat, and look and feel great without having to give up all the foods you love or live in the gym grinding away at workouts you hate. And you can find my books everywhere. You can buy books online like Amazon, Audible, iBooks, Google Play, Barnes & Noble, Kobo, and so forth. And if you're into audiobooks like me, you can actually get one of my audiobooks for free with a 30-day free trial of Audible. To do that, go to www.muscleforlife.com forward slash audiobooks. That's musclefor.life.com forward slash audiobooks, and you'll see how to do this. So thanks again for taking the time to listen to my podcast. I hope you enjoy it, and let's get to the show. Hey, this is Mike, and in this episode of the podcast, I am going to interview someone named Jordan. Jordan reached out to me maybe over a year ago now after he had read Bigger, Leaner, Stronger and was going to get on the program, and he had started maybe about 240 pounds or so and uh, got down to about 180 pounds and gained a bit of muscle and strength in the process. So he eventually went up on the website as a success, 
And uh, I thought it would be cool to do, I was thinking maybe do like one a month where I reach out to someone like Jordan. Maybe I'll do, I'll do a guy and then a girl and a guy and a girl uh, and not, and, and kind of hear from them uh, what the process has been like, you know, getting, getting into better shape and in what are the, what are the, what are the issues they've run into and how did they overcome, you know, those, those problems, those obstacles and kind of just let the conversations go where they're going to go. Like in this case, you'll see with Jordan, talk a bit about traveling because for his work, he was traveling a lot while he was cutting. How did he make that work? Because that can be tricky. Talk about intermittent fasting because that has helped him and something he has continued throughout, even though in my books, Bigger, Leaner, Stronger, Thinner, Leaner, Stronger, which are like the main kind of, at least that's where most guys and girls should start. Um, I don't necessarily recommend intermittent fasting. I don't say that you should be doing it. I don't, you don't, it's not that you shouldn't do it, but most people are going to find that uh, eating three to five or maybe six meals a day is going to be generally more enjoyable than fewer, but some people like fewer meals. And so we talk a bit about that and those, you know, the scenarios where IF maybe even makes more sense than a traditional diet structure and vice versa. And, uh, and then we get in some business stuff and, you know, in the end he asks me a question, asks if he asked me a question it's business related. So I thought that'd actually be cool as well at the end of the podcast that I, you know, these interview type podcasts, let whoever, you know, whoever I'm interviewing, let's, what, what's their one big question for me and whatever it is, if it, it can be a diet, it can be diet training, supplementation, life, business, I don't know, whatever you want to ask me is, uh, is, and I'll just roll with it. So, uh, hope you like the podcast. Let me know. Let me know if you like this idea, if I should do more like this. Again, I was thinking like one a month would be cool. Um, and, and then, you know, and the rest just either be me monologuing or, or a guest, uh, you know, talking about whatever it is that we're, we would talk about. Uh, okay. So let's get to the podcast and please do let me know uh, what you think of it. All right, hey Jordan, thanks for coming on the podcast. You're you're the guinea pig for uh, whatever kind of template, whatever we're gonna call this. <laughs> I, I like to like once a month. I want to talk with real people, um, and I mean, obviously, I have a lot of people I can just reach out to that have done my stuff, so I might as well do that. But it's not just to plug my stuff per se, more just to talk about your experiences with you know, yeah, sure, it could be bigger than stronger, but also just with. Um, that the diet and training philosophies that it's not just what I teach, but you know, that this flexible dieting is becoming the thing now. Heavy strength training is becoming the thing now. And yeah. you know what I mean? So I thought it'd just be good to get, I, I, I ramble on and on and on about this stuff, but to get other people's perspectives. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, well, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's going to be in the, the, the first, uh, you know, the first, uh, the guinea pig to see how this, how this goes. Um, but yeah, no, just to give a little background about myself. Um, I started weightlifting, uh, probably when I was, uh, when I was in my teenage years, you know, probably around 16, 17, you know, like every, every kid, yep. you know, just wants to get big and you see all those, those, those girls, right? Magazine. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, that's why I started weightlifting. Of course. I was like, yeah. you got, I was 17 and I started to realize that like, that's in that age where, you know, girls that are 17, 18, 19, 20, like. Okay, these girls like muscles, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get some muscles. <laughs> yeah, right. And then like back at that time, you're looking at like uh, like Brad Pitt and thinking he's like Jack. Yeah, and, like, I you know, like that. a Fight Club. Like, it's just. And then in um, Troy, he was like literally massive. I yeah, remember. Yeah. I remember in the theater, like, oh. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So yeah, I got started uh, working out then. Um, you know, just kind of did the typical. Like, I, I have two older brothers, so I would usually go with them to the gym. Uh, just kind of do whatever they did, uh, just kind of follow and then, you know, read on whatever magazine they were trying to push, you know, smash your chest with 600,000 exercises in one day and yeah. all that stuff. So, I mean, I did that and it was, it was all right. I mean, I, you know, gained a little bit of muscle obviously, cause you're going to 
gain muscle with any kind of resistance training. You know, the, the especially at that age. I mean, it's hard to overtrain. So you just it, oh, you yeah. can waste your time being efficient, but at that age, your hormones are out of control. So exactly, you're, and you're sleeping a lot and eating a lot. So. Oh, definitely. So, and that's something that, you know, I got really fond of, which, which got me to the, to the weight that <laughs> where I started, uh, you know, uh, started cutting on muscle for life. Um, but yeah, no, so I, yeah, I just got started to it. Like you said, like everybody else. Um, and then, you know, never really got too, too serious with it, you know, kind of had a different, you know, different views on it, you know, wanted to, you know, the whole eat big, get big kind of thing. I stuck with that, but I wasn't really, I wouldn't say like I was like super strong. I mean, like I remember when I was maybe like 200 and, 15, 220 pounds. I mean, like that picture when I, uh, that I had on, uh, as I started my transformation, you know, I was the max I was, I was like almost 240. I was a like, I was just a fat, like a fat guy. And like, yeah. it was, and I just thought I was like, you know, jacked and like, you know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. stupid kind of. So, um, it was funny too. Cause when I got up to that weight, you know, all throughout college, I, I, I worked at the, at the cheesecake factory. So, you know, I had like all this, uh, you know, 3000 calorie salads oh, yeah. exactly. at your disposal. No, I, I, had, I had all, I had full access to all that stuff. So I was like, all right, well, you know, I just got to eat big to get big. So, you know, eating cheesecake every night, all this stuff, just horrible for you. Just not really realizing. But even when I was that weight, like when I was like 235, 240, I would still be struggling with like 225 on the bench. Like <laughs> I wasn't strong because, like, you know, I didn't do really, I didn't have any strength training. It was just yeah. that typical, like, you know, eight to 12 reps. Or yeah. Like I mean, this is reps. my, this is my story. I, it's the same thing. I mean, I didn't get yeah. up to that. I didn't get up to that heavy, but. <laughs> Well, you're lucky then. <laughs> I don't think I could. I actually don't think I could get up to two. I, it would it would require. I would just be straight obese if I were to. Ever. Yeah, I was. I was probably. I, I mean, probably you weren't. You, you. But for me, I just know my body. Like, I'd have to eat ten thousand calories a day and just get obese, basically. Oh yeah, I mean, well, I mean, McDonald's, Burger King, and cheesecake every night. I'm pretty sure. You know, and also it's Ben and Jerry's. You know, because it's it's going to make you strong. So, uh, oh, God, that was horrible. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. So then. It, it eventually, you know, that was throughout college and stuff. I, I kind of leaned down a little bit, but, you know, never really got under under 200 pounds. Like, I was always, you know, pretty heavy, and I stayed up at that weight uh, for a while until, like I said, like, one night, you know, one day, like, after, like, a night of eating pizza and, like, drinking beer and stuff like that, I, like, looked at myself in the mirror, and I was like, I don't, like... I see everyone, like, on Instagram and, like, Facebook and, like, all these people. Like, even, like, I just started reading your, your stuff, and I was like, you know, these people, they, they got to... I'm like, I just got to stop being such a, like just such a fat kid and you know just actually put the work in and do it i'm like you know by working out like i want to get stronger i want to get more muscle mass but i don't want to be carrying around you know, all this extra weight and have like pants that barely fit me and stuff like that just like uncomfortable and like you go up a flight of stairs you're out of breath and just like all that stuff it's just, when you put on your seatbelt, you're like god yeah. <laughs> as, a, as, as, a, as, a, as a kind of tucks under yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. um yeah just really uncomfortable so I mean, I, I, like I said, I started doing research and I, I started reading your articles. Uh, just like I said, like when I started this whole transformation, I was actually um, traveling back and forth to uh, to Boston, Massachusetts for a project I was on for my company. And, um, you know, just kind of reading your articles. I remember reading it, uh, just waiting for my flight. And then I saw your book and I was like, oh, let me just, you know, pull up my iPad. I, I bought it, started reading it right then and there. And I was like, all right, this guy, he's on to something like, all right, I see what see what you're doing here. And, uh, and then eventually I was like, you know what? And then like pretty much that day I was like, all right, I'm just going to download, you know, cause I have had like minor success with using, um, what's that, that calorie tracker, uh, my, my fitness. My fin- yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I had like minor success in the past, but then again, like I went down from like 240 to 220 yeah. and then like kind of just hovered around that. Um, so I downloaded that. And then just from there, I mean, I was, I was using that every day. Uh, and then, you know, I, I would travel in uh, Sunday night through, 
through Friday, think mm. Friday night. So then I try to go to the gym, you know, just three days a week. Mm. And I was hey, well, to- let's talk a little bit. How did you make that work uh, with traveling? Cause that's, I've, I've written an article about it a while ago. It's probably like due for an update or a more in-depth uh, yeah. treatment, but that is something that I know a lot of people run into. Um, you know, just, it is, it is trickier. So how did you, how did you manage that? Absolutely. So like I said, um, I really didn't go, I, I try to focus on just going to the gym those three days a week. So just the mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, I really just did like a, a chest and shoulders kind of, you know, thing. And then like a back, like a push pull legs. Yeah. It's pretty much what I did. Um, looking back on it, but then, you know, maybe during the week, uh, I would try to just do some, some basic body weight stuff just in my room, like at night mm-hmm. after, you know, after work and after I went to dinner or something like that, uh, you know, push up, sit up, stuff like that. Yeah. And then, uh, some of the hotels I stayed at, you know, had a gym. I would go there, maybe do a little bit, just like maybe a quick circuit, but I wasn't, I wouldn't say I really did that too, too often when I was at work. Cause I was, it was, you know, 80 plus hours a week and then traveling on top of it. So it was, it was insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then, and then once I, I, I started noticing, you know, uh, that was in September. That's when I started. How did you do it with your food? So with my food, uh, it was great because again, like since I was traveling and my company was, you know, paying for everything, I was able to manipulate everything, you know, even if it cost more, it didn't really, it, not like it, it, I had no price, but also a lot of the things I stuck to pretty much the same meals a day. Like yep. every day I would eat the same thing. Yep. And uh, what, what would you eat? Cause there are a lot of people again, where money's not the problem. They're just, absolutely, they just, just don't understand like logistically, you know, cause also did you have to go to dinners with people? For, yeah. You know what I mean? So how, yeah. How so, did you, it, so just, just to, to play off that, uh, my daily, uh, if I could break up my daily, you know, kind of routine with food, it would be in the morning. I would usually skip breakfast, to be honest with you. I mm-hmm. usually just, because that's what was for me. You know, I, I, I after started, again, reading into the intermittent fasting and all yep. that stuff. Um, so breakfast would be, you know, a coffee, yep. probably like a, like a, like a giant uh, iced coffee from, you know, one of the places around. And I had lunch maybe around 12, 1230. And I'd usually just go to Chipotle or like a similar. Somewhere where you can get an idea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like a lot of the places, and if I didn't go to a place like that where I, they didn't have the nutrition calculator, say if I went to like a sandwich place, I would use like another place. Like I would use, I know like Subway or mm-hmm. like someone has like the, the nutritional information on there that, um, yeah, I can so like it, yeah, exactly. It'd be the same thing. Like, oh well, you're eating a medium sized blueberry muffin, so yeah, that's yeah, not the exact brand. But what are most blue? Okay, I'll, I'll just take. I'll take the high one out of those. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Or like, yeah, exactly. So and that, and also, you know, since I was in a city, I was I was walking more, mm-hmm. which definitely helped. I mean, mm-hmm. because uh, I just I enjoyed it. You know, I, I walked everywhere. So yeah, that, um, these are good tips, and these are all like. I, that's the same, you know, even when, if I'm out traveling and I'm, I'm not usually cutting cause these days I'm kind of just maintaining, but yeah. I may, I'll make a point of that of trying to walk. Cause like, you know, I think I'm short that wrote about this recently. You probably burn about 600 calories per hour walking. Yeah. And you know, so if you do a few hours of walking and you know, that of course counts wherever you walk, it's not just like you have to be outside on the sidewalk walking. Yeah. So if you can, if you can rack up a few hours walking per day, it, it, it makes a big difference. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I would, I'd walk a lot. And then, you know, you always walk in to get lunch, you walk in to go dinner, you yeah. walk back to your place or whatever you guys are doing for the day. Um, you know, so that was, that was a big thing. I mean, I just enjoyed it. And also, uh, you know, that helped. And I started noticing right from there, like as soon as for the first week, I probably dropped like three or four pounds. And I got, mm-hmm. I know it's like the initial water weight, you know, cause I'm, I'm starting, starting to track and getting serious. Um, but then, you know, after a couple of weeks, I started to notice, you know, hell, my suits, my pants and my suits don't fit anymore. I'm like, I need to get, <laughs> so just like, it was the good problems that you have yeah. when you're losing weight. Yeah. Um, and then uh, that was in September. That project probably wrapped out around the middle of November. And then, uh, so that was about, you know, two and a half months. I was, uh, I was on that. 
uh, did the traveling. And then once, you know, I came back, I had, you know, kind of more, a little bit more time to work out. So I started, broadened it up to maybe about four days a week. And I was doing the, the traditional, you know, the muscle for life. I was doing chest, mm-hmm. chest and usually triceps, back and biceps, shoulders, and, and also legs. Um, and again, like I said, in my, uh, in, in my little, uh, my little blurb about my, my, uh, success story. I really liked working out that way. Like, again, like I, I always stuck to the higher rep range. And then once I, once I read that, I was like, you know, this, this makes more sense than what, you know, I read in a magazine or I read in this article that some, you know, roided out bodybuilder was telling me you have to do 4,000 reps of a uh, chest. Yeah. And that, and that yeah. muscles don't know weight. They only know tension. And yeah. That's yeah. why, you know, <laughs> and all like, that stuff. So, just, just and, do 150 reps per workout. And, exactly. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, uh, <laughs> I could do, you know, 15 pounds uh, dumbbells or I could do, yeah. you know, hundred pound dumbbells uh, and I'll get more results of the results of the latter. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I started following that. And then also I just used like the notes app in my, in my iPhone and I was just tracking every week, you know, chest, mm-hmm. these are all the workouts, you know, this is the weight last week and this is how many reps I hit every set. And then I would try to you know beat it once I hit the six, uh, the six reps. Um, I would try to, you know, for all three or, you know, if sure. I was in that rep range, I try to ch- add a couple of five, you know, five pounds or whatever. Yeah. Um, and again, I, I use that all throughout and I noticed that I was getting stronger. So I was like, why is my bench going up? And I'm losing body weight. And I'm like, now, um, you know, let's say fast forward a little bit. I'm like, I'm in, I'm in the 180s, you know, and I'm benching more, like I said in the beginning, like when I was 220. Yeah. And I'm like, 225 isn't really that hard anymore. Like, I'm getting stronger. I'm like, I just never, never trained that way for strength. And I mean, it was awesome. So I really, I enjoyed, you know, using that, that those methods and also, uh, again, just the, the diets, the diet recommendations, kind of following that with the, with the macros. Uh, high protein, you know, moderate carbs, kind of lower on the end fats. Um, again, that was all kind of attributed. So it was the culmination of all those things that I was, you know, working towards and getting to eventually where I had my, uh, my point was like, all right. I was like, I, I don't look like how I used to look without a shirt. <laughs> um, so, so the thing about that, it was, you know, that was, I believe it was in February, the beginning of February when I, when I was on featured on your, on, on one of the social medias, I think around yeah. then. So, you know, that time, of course, me, like I always had the mindset and I still do like, oh, I want to be as big as possible. Like, so I'm like, all right, I have, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to lose this. So I'm like, I don't want to lose. I want to stay at this body fat, but you know, I want to try working on getting stronger. And yep. so like pretty much what I did. Um, and again, I don't know if you want to get into like kind of leading up to like after there, like where I am yeah, now yeah, yeah. or like, yeah, let's do it. um, that yeah, why not? I'm, uh, fo- I'm following your lead. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, all throughout that was in February. I tried a kind of do like a little bit of a bulking, kind of like a mini, you know, mm-hmm. like I remember like sending you an email about it or something like, you know, a long time ago. Yeah. Um, it was maybe like a month, month and a half. And then I was like, all right, well it's, you know, end of March, April, you know, summer's coming up again. I live uh, in like a beach town in New Jersey. So I'm like, you know, obviously I want to, I still want to be able to take my shirt off and not, you know, feel like a total mess. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, and then so, the, it's the curse of, of the of getting lean is yeah. then if you're not at your leanest, then you're, you you kind of just feel fat. That's uh-huh. the that's the neurosis. <laughs> that's what it turns into. Oh yeah, yeah. So like all... it doesn't matter if you if you get down to it doesn't matter what it is, like if you're if you compete or if you just did it for a photo shoot or just for fun, if you get super lean, anything but that now is not good enough. Uh, exactly. Unfortunately, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's and you just it's, learn how to deal with it meant psychologically. You just have to tell yourself to settle down, basically. Exactly. No, it's like it's like the thing like um but yeah, no, and that's, and that's pretty much what it was. So I was like, all right, it's summertime. I'm just going to maintain. So I used a lot of the, the principles. I mean, I ate a little more, yep. but I did use like the intermittent fasting. Like I use that, 
you know, all throughout the summer, I, I try to, you know, either I was drinking coffee for breakfast and then try to eat a lunch or like, you know, if I'm going to, and how does it, how does intermittent fasting help you? Like, what do you, what do you like about it? Yeah. Yeah. So for me, like I never, even, you know, as long as I can remember, I never really liked as soon as I woke up, just shoving food down my mouth. Like everyone is like, Oh, you know, it's good for your metabolism. It's all this. And like, eh, you know, I, I I can take it or leave it. But I always thought, you know, again, reading those bodybuilding magazines, I'm in a super hyper catabolic state. My muscles are literally falling off my body. If I don't, (laughs) you know, if I don't, you know, get a hundred grams of protein in my body right away. Yeah. Um, like disintegrating, like, what was that movie? Like Prometheus in the beginning when the dude's (laughs) just like withering away. Exactly. You're on, you're on fire right now. Your muscles are, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I noticed, I'm like, wait, this is, this is, you know, there's science that's saying otherwise. So, you know, let me read into this. And then again, um, I know you touched upon it in, in, um, and beyond, uh, bigger, leaner, stronger too. So, you know, I picked that book up of course, to, you know, kind of see what, what's next or what else can I do? Um, and you know, I was still getting a little bit stronger. Right. And like I said, throughout the summer, I try to maintain. Um, and then once it hit September, I was like, all right, I'm still, you know, back, I was probably about one between 180 and 185. So I still managed my weight. I kept my weight, you know, regardless of, you know, going out to eat on the weekends or drink yep. a beer at night, you know, stuff like that, like bonfires and things like that. You know, so, yeah. um, I was like, all right, now it's time to just get stronger, you know, pack on some, some, some muscle if I can, you know, cause I've been working out again since probably about 16, since I was 16 or 17. So I'm 25 now. Yeah. So about eight or nine years. And it's like, well, how much more, you know, cause there's always like those different schools of thought. It's like, you know, how much more muscle can you gain? Yeah. And then, you know, you do those calculators. I think it's like, uh, that one, uh, Casey Butt or whatever. It's like your yeah. genetic potential. And I do that and I'm like, I still have a long way to go. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, can I really gain that? Um, so yeah, so I, I was, I've been bulking since September. And what I've noticed too is again, in a lot of your, uh, kind of in a lot of your articles, it's talking about, you know, the optimal way to build muscle. And it's, again, I used to have the school of thought of, you know, you have to eat 12,000 calories and, you know, just have an IV of Ben and Jerry's all at all, <laughs> any time during the day. Um, so I went a little bit, you know, I, I kind of kept it within 250 calories and stuff like that. I noticed I was getting stronger. Um, one thing that I always did, and it's funny cause, um, I never really did squats. Hmm. Uh, I kind of left that out. I, I didn't neglect my legs. I mean, I always did just like, did, heavy, you just did other things. Yeah. I always did like heavy leg press and I never yeah. really skipped leg day. Yeah. Um, but then over the summer, I remember reading one of your articles about, um, the Adidas Addy power, the, the squat shoes and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I was like, let me give that a shot. And also with that, I know my, my squat depth sucked. Um, you know, like a lot of people who, you know, do like the quarter squats or eight squats or whatever. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, in your book, uh, beyond, uh, bigger, leaner, stronger, you had all those stretches. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was doing that every day, uh, every night before I went to bed, you know, I was, I was doing those like, stretches to help my squat depth. And then I got those shoes and I was like, holy crap, what a difference. Mm. Um, and then I started squatting, you know, uh, pretty much twice a week. And I'm, I'm, that's been my focus since I started bulking since September was I've been doing legs twice a week. So I'm doing yeah. squats and I usually do one muscle for lifestyle. So I do like the six, uh, the four to six reps and do a know, higher rep. And then I do, yeah. Then I do like a higher rep Makes squat sense. or like a 20 yeah. rep squat or something like that. Just, you know, just to kind of get my legs yeah. somewhat. So they're not, I'm not just standing on two like pencils. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how, how have you progressed so far? So I progressed pretty well. Um, I, again, like having never really been able to squat well or without pain or without, you know, getting down like with depth, uh, probably in the summer, I was probably squatting around like maybe 160, 175. I, the last, last Friday, cause it's usually my heavy leg day. Um, I did 315 for, you know, three sets of, you know, six. That's great. So I was happy about that. Yeah. And I was like, all right, this is cool. And then, you know, my, my front squat, I'm around like 225. Nice. So I'm like, all right. And then like the other days, like the lighter days I'll do, 
I, I worked up. So I started at like, you know, two, two forty or whatever. And I do three sets of 10 and now I'm up to this week. It's going to be one seventy for, for two, you know, three reps of 10, uh, three sets of 10. Yeah. Um, other than that, again, my bench, uh, went up to, I was doing the beyond bigger, leaner, stronger. So I was doing, you know, the, the super Some real heavy stuff. Yeah. yeah. The real heavy. So like the, the two to three rep range, um, I hit three Oh five. Nice. And that's, that's big for me because I actually, uh, I tore my labrum mm. in when I was in high school. And so, I mean, I had surgery on my shoulder and it's always kind of be a thing that I have to kind of look out for. But, yeah. um, to the fact that I was able to bench, you know, that heavy or, you know, and bench 275 between four and six, I mean, yeah. for three reps, you know, I, I still think that's a, that's a, it's an accomplishment in my book. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think I've ever been higher than 295 personally. And that was, that was the last time that I bulked. I mean, if I would have continued bulking, I'm sure I could get stronger, but I have super long arms, which work really against me. On oh my, yeah. On my, of course. If you're not, like I have straight five, monkey arms. Yeah. If you're not like five, two, like you are not good for like powerlifting. Cause it's like, yeah, you have that, yeah like that. <laughs> basically like if uh, you have a range of motion, then forget Yeah. You're it. just forget it. I have um, long femurs too. So my body is not made for, uh, weight for, for, for strength training. It's just not even, even genetically, I, I did a DNA fit test and genetically, like I'm much more predisposed to be, it would be a, like an endurance athlete. I guess the uh, thing okay. that works for me in terms of muscle building, which has helped me just whatever, get as far as I've gotten is I forget the name of the gene, but it's a gene that it, it is particularly affects muscle recovery, if I remember correctly. And okay. so the, these guys, they work with a lot of professional athletes, like professional soccer players and stuff. And they said that like 80% of professional athletes they work with have that genetic quality. So like, that's why that, that it basically genetically explains why my body has responded well to, to weightlifting in terms of hypertrophy. But mm. like, you know, I would not make a good strength. My, my one, I have super long arms, super long legs and genetically, I'm just not made for it. So yeah. you know, I'm with, I'm with you on that. Like I was happy in my last time bulking. I got to, I did, I think three or two or something with 295. And I was like, yeah, all right. Well, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not three fifteen, but I'm sick of being fat. So this is where I'm <laughs> going to stop. It eventually comes to the point. It's like, all right, well, you know, I'm, I mean, I have zero, zero aspirations for powerlifting. Yeah. Same. You know, cause I, those guys are just, that's a whole, or animals, yeah, it's right? a whole nother level. So I'm like, you know what? I like working out. It's fun for me. I like, you know, changing the way my body looks, you know, yeah. I like pushing myself. So, you know, I'm not going to be, you know, all like geared up, you know, wearing a, uh, like a bench press, you know, shirt and all that stuff and, yeah. you know, have the crazy arch and stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, even if you stay raw, I mean, there's, it's just obviously a lot of wear and tear on the body yeah. and, you know, that's, 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 if you're playing any sport competitively, there's mm-hmm. going to be some element of that, but, um, you know, that just is what it is. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and, and with, with, with that, uh, you know, I, I have a couple of just stupid injuries. Like I, I have a, like a herniated disc in my lower back. Mm. So I have, you know, I, I, when I do kind of heavier squats, I do use a weight belt and same thing with yeah. deadlifts. Like, yeah. I mean, the most I got up to deadlifts was I think four four twenty five. I did, you know, four or five or six. And I was like, all right, you know, this is good. I don't feel like my spine's going to shoot out of my back. <laughs> so I think I'm pretty good. Um, but again, you know, I'm always trying to get stronger and stuff like that. So I'm not yeah. just completely neglecting or going to stay at that. So, I'm, um, but yeah, and, and that's, I've noticed. I mean, I think I've, there's something to be said too for, I mean, I've run into this myself that there is a point where I feel like I haven't, uh, sustained any real injuries, which, you know, knock on wood. Uh, <laughs> but, but there is a point where I've thought myself like, um, you know, 
you start going there like deadlifting 500 pounds is not good for your body. You just can't, be, you know what I mean? Just, <laughs> yeah, right. There's a, or, or there's a point that it probably depends on, on the individual's body and, and you know, it depends on a lot of things, but I think there's definitely a point with everyone's bodies where it's like, okay, you're very strong. You have, you know, enough strength to build as much muscle as you possibly can naturally. Mm-hmm. And, structurally speaking, there's a point where like, if you keep going, your rate of your, your risk of injury probably, uh, rises quite faster than it did oh, yeah. leading up to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exponentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Um, so that's the thing. It's like, if you're, you know, moving heavier, heavy weight and you're pretty much stronger than about 90% of the people that go to the gym and do the same workout, you know, week yeah. in, week out and not, yeah. you know, that's, that's perfectly fine with me. And that's, I've noticed that it's, um, and then you can work, I mean, at that level, this is, we're talking about like, you're an advanced weightlifter, you've put, you know, years of work and you've built your foundation, you've built more than your foundation, you've probably achieved 90% of your genetic potential, really. Then you can work in different ways. I mean, gaining strength is fine, but you have to realize that like gaining muscle, it comes very slowly mm-hmm. after, after a while. Um, and, and then also, you know, with, when you're periodizing your workouts, like you are, you can make progress in even in, in higher rep ranges is fine, in, especially yeah. because now you can actually move some weight for 10 reps or 12 reps, even 20 reps, as opposed to years ago. And this is the same thing for me, how I used to train where I was like pretty fucking weak. So, you know, like, yeah, it's fine to do 20 rep sets, but when you're doing it with no weight, it just doesn't, the body doesn't respond. All exactly. Well. Yeah. When I'm, when I'm using 15 pounds and I'm doing incline, you know, incline bench on their dumbbell bench. Yeah. It's like, what, what are you doing? Um, just feeling the burn. Come on, it's all about muscle confusion, right? So yeah. that's what we got to do here. Uh, but yeah, no. So, so that kind of leads me and, and, like I said, I started bulking in September around 180, 185. I'm around 200, 205 now. Mm, and nice. it's like, it's crazy because I'm like, all right, I'm like, this is weird. I still have bicep veins. I'm like, I still have like veins like in all my quads and stuff like that. I'm like, all right, I, you know, obviously I don't have, I'm not ripped in another six pack. I'm like, yeah. but I still have like, you know, a decent amount. So like, I'm getting to the point like that where it's that the kind of the cutting and bulking phase where you get up to around, you know, 14, 50% body fat. And then, yeah. you know, I'm going to, I'm planning on, uh, another two or three weeks to start cutting nice. and uh, you know to get back are down. you are you sick of eating yet no I, yeah no really no that's, see the thing is lucky. like i hate i hate when people are just like oh i can't eat enough and i'm like you like i wish i had that problem like oh yeah. it's like i can't it's i'm totally so full and i'm like i i'm seriously i'm a black hole i probably have a very or probably several very <laughs> you, happy tapeworms i was gonna say stomach. do you have a tapeworm <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is it's funny because my whole my whole family like i mean like my my older brother he's, he's massive uh-huh. uh you know he eats a ton he's strong you know strong as hell so um it's just funny though because i can never like it's i probably amaze everyone that like you know whoever goes to dinner with me or like i know my girlfriend and her family's like how do you like still have room like yeah. You eat all this food and then you eat dessert and then you're like, I just, it's like, there's no off button. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so. Actually, strangely enough, I can do that. I can eat a ton of food in one sitting, but I don't get hungry whether I eat or I don't eat. Like my version of hunger is I just feel like kind of like it would be cool to eat some food, but I don't get, I don't get hunger yeah. pangs. You know what I mean? Oh, so yeah, I can, yeah. I could, I could eat 2000 calories in a day and be like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Or I could eat 5,000 in one, maybe not in one meal. I could definitely easily eat 3000 in one meal and be like, Oh dude, I, I I'm just getting warmed up. So <laughs> yeah, you know, I can relate no, to that. Exactly. And it's funny because like I said, before I started intermittent fasting, 
I used to notice I would get hangry a lot. Like, because mm-hmm. again, I had that mindset that if I'm not eating that whole, I swear know, I mean, the psychological every, plays a role. It, oh, that. it's, oh, it's absolutely. And that's what the, the I mean, the, the, I know like a lot of the, the fitness industry does. They, they prey on all your psychology. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, some yeah, of yeah. Like you, you need that, you need that protein every, you, yeah, you, you do every else, three again. hours and it, and it should be this protein supplement, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You need to, um, and then you're going to gain, you know, 50 pounds of, of, yeah. of muscle in, in, in the eight weeks that you take this in a double blind study. Yeah, you know? exactly. Conducted <laughs> by University of Tampa. Yeah. Um, but, this uh, just, supplement is better than steroids. Uh, exactly. It's like, oh, legal steroids, you know, all that BS. So, uh, but yeah, just to go with that, since I, since I started fasting, I mean, I don't, I don't do it now that I'm bulking. Mm. But I mean, I do. I mean, I usually, again, when I wake up for work, I usually wake up around like, 5 30 in the morning and i usually eat maybe my first meal at 10 mm. so i mean i still am kind of doing yeah, it so it's just your version of it's it just it's when yeah. you feel kind of eating when you feel like eating type of exactly thing. so it's like convenient for me but i've noticed i don't get hangry anymore like i know if i'm you know going to dinner and like we're waiting long and like i didn't really eat much the day i'm like i'm fine it's just like a different it's cool because it's almost like a different kind of mindset now that i have yeah. when before i would get like shit i, I need, need it food. right fucking I need, now yeah, i need it now just give it to, like i need it in my body and i don't care yeah um but my yeah, my no. girlfriend now my wife she used to have like protein bars in her uh purse because <laughs> <laughs> back in the day when i was uninformed and yeah she would know like i would be like oh you know i mean i wasn't like it wasn't like i was on a clock but I, again it was a psychological where i like felt that oh i needed to eat every few hours yeah. or i'm gonna lose muscle so then my i don't know every few hours i would just get super hungry like i need protein right now yeah no or i need to my metabolism is gonna sh- yeah, go to yeah. a screeching hold and i'm yeah. just gonna starvation you know. mode exactly yeah it's like you don't like and then like just reading all that stuff it's just amazing like that doesn't happen for like you know 24 like 48 hours like after yeah. you don't eat anything like yeah you know? <laughs> like if you go three days without eating that's yeah, that's a maybe, problem yeah that's a problem but you know yeah. Never gonna have that, I don't think. You know, but uh, it's just like I said, I, I, my kind of my mindset changed with a lot of things. You know, following uh, your book and following you know the intermittent fasting, and and uh, I know once I start cutting again, I'm probably gonna push that window out longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, start drinking coffee. Do again. you like with I? Do you like with IF when you're cutting that you get to eat larger meals? Does that help you just not overeat, basically? Yeah, it it does. Um, I like pushing it pushing it out. You know, it's because I again I'm more hungry at night. You know, after post workout yeah, and stuff like yeah. that, you're just ravenous. So. Um, you know, I, I, I like that, uh, so much better. And, uh, just with that, I mean, that's the one thing that that's tough with cutting. Cause I think when I first started cutting, um, I might've adjusted my calories maybe a little bit too low. So I know when I finished mm-hmm. my cut, um, at, you know, 180, I was eating around maybe 2000, 2100 calories. And it's funny because I mean, it's, that's, it sounds that's pretty good. I mean, it, it could, I mean, I don't know if it's just, you know, my metabolism or what, but I've noticed now, like when I started bulking, I was, I was like, okay, so let's say 2,500 is like my, my maintenance. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, let's go up to like say 2,700. And like I was eating that and I was like, all right, I'm not really gaining weight. Mm-hmm. And then like I moved this up to like 2,800 and I'm like, I'm still not like I'm, I'm gaining a little bit. And then like I'm not like for like two weeks and yep. like, then I'm like, I plateaued. So like I'm up to now, I'm up to around like 3,000 or 3,100 calories. Like I, I keep like a, I don't track it as, as strictly and religiously as i did when i was cutting obviously yeah, yeah. but i still have that you know once you kind of do that you know you're in months, that range yeah, of 31 exactly. to 3300 yeah so yeah. like that's what i've been doing now and i mean i love it i just love eating yeah that's more, a good, but, that's yeah. good <laughs> um and then other things i see been, when i my last bulk though i was eating probably by the end again i wasn't tracking every because it was yeah. also you know it was just i was eating so much goddamn food it was like <laughs> it, it was 
4,000, probably to 4,100 a day. And I had to, to just to keep gaining weight. And I wasn't even super fat. I was like maybe 14, 15%, maybe even a little bit lower. It's always, it's kind of always just a guesstimation, but of course I still had abs and stuff and whatever, but I, that's where, I mean, I eat so much food. I just got sick of it. And like my, my last meal of the day was a huge bowl of pasta and I would just like force it down. Exactly. Like when you, when you come to that end of the day, you're like, I have like 500 600 calories i was like all right time to just put peanut butter and something like yeah i just i'm just on like you know wheat toast or something you know whatever just i need to get those calories yeah in. anything uh, which is what i mean that's a that's a, the best problem to have in my book yeah um, i know but, <laughs> I but know. I, there's a point where even you would get sick of like i guarantee you, there's, a, there's a daily intake where you just be like i i, I don't want to eat anymore i just oh yeah probably I, like a michael a michael phelps like amount like you know like ten thousand calories <laughs> i think i think probably then i would probably hit my breaking point um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, so I, I really enjoyed, uh, I, you know, I, so far, like, you know, on the program and, and everything, like I've been using a lot of your, like, I still been following, you know, the, the, you know, the, the bigger, leaner, stronger, uh, kind of mindset and principles with, you know, the heavier weight. One thing I started experimenting with and playing around with is actually, um, the upper lower, um, mm-hmm. days. So, mm-hmm. so working out four times a week, but trying to focus more on, you know, upper body and lower body again, yeah. cause I know I to want to increase that. frequency. Exactly. Cause, I'm, yeah. cause I've never done that before. And I was like, all right, let me, let me give it a shot. Um, you know, and after a while, you know, your body gets used to it. Like I'm not usually as sore as you know, if I was, if I did, you know, just a chest day and, sure. and you know, yeah, I yeah. Kind because of, your, I kind your individual workout volume is lower. Exactly. And I, yeah. and I feel like I'm still progressing. So, I mean, that's just something I've tried again. Cause I'm, like, I know you're always trying to, trying to read more, trying to see, you know, all these studies and stuff like that. And you hear, you just, there's so much, there's so much shit on the internet. It's yeah. just like, for someone, like, I feel bad, like for people who like anyone who's like starting to like work out or starting to get into it or ask me like how I did it. I'm like, I just put into your site. I'm like, just this, because everything <laughs> else you read, it's probably from someone who's like, 16 years old and like probably 105 pounds like soaking wet like telling you that you need yeah, to like, like commenting yeah. on youtube exactly yeah so it's like just don't don't do that or, or the people or on like, so many drugs yeah exactly or never on, hope to even yeah, get anywhere like exactly that. like oh i'm eating you know six pizzas every day and i'm, I'm you know i'm down to six percent body fat it's like yeah, God, yeah. Like I've, I've been cutting on three thousand calories a day for three months now yeah, and yeah. I'm still on $3,000 and I'm shredded. Hmm, I don't yeah, know. I just, I, have, I just have good genetics. I yeah. have a good metabolism. <laughs> Thanks mom and dad. You yeah. Know, it's like, and I got bigger and I'm dry as fuck. And oh yeah. 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 It's like, okay. All right. All right. I see. Right. And I didn't even realize like, you know, like I've, I've watched a couple documentaries and stuff like that on steroids and it's just crazy to see like how much is everyone's just the fucking on steroids. Like yeah. it's like not everyone, of course, you know, it's I very know prevalent. I mean, it is, it, I didn't realize it's, it was as, you know, prevalent as it is. You know, I thought a lot of people, again, this was just my naivety, I guess, when I was younger, again, you're seeing the bodybuilders and stuff yeah. like that, who have the, the 87 inch quads and stuff like that. Like, Oh, this guy is just, you know, he worked really hard. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he, he did. And, but, and then genetics. So, and, then, <laughs> and there's, but there, I mean, there, that, that those are two very important factors for sure. Yeah. But, you know, if you speak with, and I've spoken with professional bodybuilders that are, you know, more honest about this kind of stuff, uh, they'll say that the most important thing is your drugs. And then, and then from there, of course, like you're, the, these guys do have crazy genetics. A lot of them, like, oh yeah, no, absolutely. you know what I mean? Like, look at look at Ronnie Coleman when he was in high school. Oh yeah, he's ridiculous. He, he's I mean, bigger than I'll ever get, ever ever be. <laughs> he was. He looks like, given his height, he looks like he was like two thirty and maybe two twenty, two thirty and lean. And he himself said that he started doing steroids when he was twenty five. Um, and I've so I reason I know that is because I, I I included this information in an article and linked to a, a little talk he was giving yeah. to 
So, and I don't know why he would lie about that. Like he was talking about it. He's like, yeah, so that's when I started doing steroids. And yeah. I don't know why he would like, what does he care? If it was really 21, why would he say 25? Exactly. Yeah. Even if you look at pictures from him at that time when he was 25, massive. He was massive. He oh, was yeah. so big. So, I, know, it's... I mean, these guys do have genetic, I mean, they were just built to be huge, but but then, of course, you know, you look at some of these uh, professional bodybuilders that have retired, and now they're they look very natty now. Oh yeah, so that's how that shows you that the, the exactly big yeah when they're not taking all the you know and even though they're still working out. Like I think there's a couple guys I don't remember. Was it Flex? Maybe not Flex Wheeler. There was a couple where I saw who still stay in shape. They're still yeah. they're still in the lifting, but they're like you know half their size that they were. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. And it's like even like I know the other thing that comes to mind is like uh, is Jay Cutler when right. he's like sixteen or seventeen years old. Like it's like what the, like. I can never look like that. And like, you're not on steroids and you're like, you know, 17 years old and you're just like at like my genetic potential. Right? Yeah. <laughs> just like, I know it's, it's depressing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So that's, um, uh, just, just to kind of play off that. So that's why I always, uh, I try to, you know, show them some of the stuff that you, that you post put out because again, a lot of every, it's a lot of it's, you know, you'll find the least amount of like, there's just no, there's no bullshit. Like you just, you've been through it. You have your clients, you have your, your success stories and stuff like that. And it's like, all right, and, well, and, I, and I mean, just uh, not to to my own horn, but at this point, I've worked with. I mean, I don't even know if I were to look at my Gmail, I probably have forty thousand emails, like total oh, emails sent, le- yeah. legitimately probably forty thousand. No, it's definitely, can, over, it's definitely over thirty thousand. I can only imagine. And that's those aren't those aren't individual. Like that's be each individual email. But so I've I've worked with now, and by worked with, I mean it's not that I even charge people money for it, but yeah. I've seen so many things now, and I have stayed in touch with so many people. So in that way, I've worked with thousands of people, meaning like people like you that have, that came to me, it could, you know, at, at some point, and then I've just stayed in touch with, and they yeah. email, they email every so often. So I've gotten to see so many things, which has helped in like, just, you know, seeing so many circumstances and so many situations and so many, then when new people come and say, Hey, this is a, a situation I'm in, I'm in, what do I do? You know, in most cases, it's just, uh, just do the basics, but there's a good chance I've also worked with somebody that has that's been in that exact those person's shoes exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, no, so it helps. Right. Yeah, no, totally. And that, that's, I mean, I think that's so crazy. You, you respond to like everyone. I, I just, I don't really get the time for that. Uh, <laughs> you just, you just made, it's, it's about priorities. And also, yeah. I mean, I do have a good system set up. One, I'm, I, I, I don't know how fast of a typer I am now. It's over a hundred words a minute. I'm sure I'm like, I don't know. I've just been typing so much at this point, but then I have a good system set up with like keyboard shortcuts and it's, it's like very, oh, okay. very, very okay. efficient, but it's also just making the time. Um, I'm reading a book right now. It's called hug your haters. Kind of a okay. funny, and it's all about customer service. We do a little book club thing here at the office where we all read the same book, one book a month. We all read, oh, cool. uh, and then, and then we discuss it and stuff and what are our notes and takeaways and how can we implement this and what we're doing and stuff. So this is, um, uh, the, the, I'm like only 30 pages in, we just started it. Uh, but so far kind of the core message of the book is, uh, you know, the idea of, they call it's called hug your haters because people that are complaining instead of ignoring them or t- thinking that they're assholes or, or yeah. attacking them, you should embrace people that are complaining because they're telling you, they're giving you valuable insights and intelligence on your business. And, and they represent a, a, a silent, a large, but silent number of people that don't care enough to really complain, but they're not satisfied kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so one of the things that like the core, you know, messages, at least in the first part of the book is you have to respond to every, every review everywhere. Uh, basically every piece of communication that comes your way, 
You have to respond to it, good or bad. And it's just funny that, you know, that that was something I, I never read anywhere. But even starting out, I was like, yeah, it's going to take time to answer every email and be in touch with everyone and, and take care of social media and do all that shit. But I think it's going to, I think people are really going to appreciate it because nobody does that. And what better service can you offer, especially in this context where it's like, okay, so the person read the book, they have questions, they're not sure on what to do. And I could take three minutes of my time. And because I have so many articles in this case, it's also oh, yeah. a lot of it's like, oh, that's a good question. Go check out this article. There you go. Like all I did was point them to an article, but it answered their question. And that makes the, that just makes such a huge difference in terms of building goodwill. So people that are, if you're listening and you own a business, it really, really, really works. The time that you put into that is not lost time. Customer service is not a, uh, it's a profit center if you use it properly, in my opinion. Yeah, no, absolutely. And again, I, I know you guys, I mean, I don't know if you consider yourself that, but I mean, yeah, I know you guys treated yourself like a startup almost, you know, kind of like a supplement company startup. Totally. And, I, mean, yeah, I mean, that's what it is. Factually. Yeah. And it's like so cool that to see like all this like different stuff now that like you guys evolved, I remember, you know, again, just starting out and, and I know you put out, um, what was it first? Like the pulse or something. You put the pre-workout out first. Yeah. Then, yeah. Well, we, we launched with, um, with pulse way recharge, Oh, yeah, and okay. a creatine product that we no no so we were no no it was Pulse Way and then it was a creatine product that became Recharge that we uh, changed okay. and I feel like I'm forgetting one anyways but yeah a few products right in the beginning oh uh, yeah yeah and then like it's cool to see like all the stuff that you guys you guys have now like I know some of them like I know like your your multivitamin and the and the Fortify even though you know it, it was it was on back order for uh for for, a, for I, a yeah, I explained <laughs> why in that email you probably saw that yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was stupid. It I, had, was lame. I had to like concoct my own version of it in the in the interim. Uh, it was almost like that episode of Family Guy where Peter Griffin is like trying to make Red Bull, and oh, he's yeah, just yeah. pouring the gasoline in the blender and he's drinking. <laughs> oh, yeah, so that's, that's <laughs> um, yeah. So it's it's like that. Um, but you know, like I said, like your supplements too. Like I know I love uh, like Legion is is by far like uh, I mean sorry not Legion uh, Pulse. Um, it, it's such a good pre workout, and again, I know I've had a lot of success using Phoenix as well. Yeah. Um, because again. In addition to all believing all the uh, the dogma from the the old school bodybuilding magazines and stuff like that, like you also get they push you know so many supplements on you. So you, yeah. I probably took yeah you know, took everything under the sun. And so it's just same. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I, I think same. I used to spend like four hundred dollars a month on supplements. Oh yeah, no, me too. Point. Like I would have like actually like, ridiculous. Yeah, it's just completely. And to think it's like wow, if I just use that money and but bought you know like food, food I, first of all, yeah. I wouldn't need that much food anyway. So it's, I'd be saving, you know, so much money. And it's just like, just get like the stuff that's tested and works yeah. instead of just the, the shit that, you know, they say, you know, basically anything that's, um, promoted in a, if it's sold in a retail location, it's probably shit unless it's just like a vitamin D pill or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. If it's a pre-workout and it's sold in a, in a, in a, in a retail location, yeah. you can get much better stuff online with comp from companies like my company that sells direct to consumer because mm -hmm. there are too many middlemen in the, in the retail model right now, how it is that you'll never see great products in GNC or vitamin shop. You never will because yeah. there's, there's not enough money in it. You have to make that product for, for let's say it's $40, which is what people are willing to pay for give or take. Yeah. That means that, you know, you need to make that product for maybe $4 a bottle, maybe five if you're really generous. Uh, but that, that's not enough to do shit. You can't make a good product. You can't make a good anything for $5. You can't make a good multivitamin. You can't make a good pre-workout. You can't make a good post-workout. You most Absolutely. definitely can't make a good protein powder. You just can't do anything with, with that. So, you know, that, that's one of the big problems with the supplement industry. And, yeah. um, 
But, you know, I think it's great to see that, you know, what we're doing is, yeah, it's great for us, but it's, it's great to see that that's happening in other industries too. It's kind of a disruptive type of business model that, again, I mean, we're kind of going off on a business tangent now, but people that are listening, this is um, an opportunity, not just necessarily in supplements, but in anything where if you can get into a, a position where you can cut out the middlemen that need their cut, so you're, you're, you can sidestep distribution by going online uh, and sell direct consumer and in Instead of being greedy, because what a lot of companies have done, they, the opportunity to be Legion has been there. It's not like yeah. it's not like I just lucked into it right in the beginning, and this wasn't you know the 1980s in the computing industry or anything. It was just a. It was just like well, you had these other companies selling online doing the same thing, but instead of putting more money into making good products, they just said, "Cool, bigger profits, more Lambos. Mm-hmm. So let's do that." You know I mean? <laughs> really, honestly. So, so when I was looking at, it, I was like, "Yeah, okay, fine." Or I could just spend four times as much on making a product and make it so good that no one can copy it because it will never work in a retail environment. And if you're going to spend that much to produce your product, you better have a really good, uh, you better have something really smart worked out for your marketing and advertising because you're not going to have as much money to spend on that as these other companies. So, you know, that's a, if you can find that opportunity in other, in another, in any industry where you go, I can cut out middlemen. I can just then take the money that would be normally given to middlemen and make a better product and sell it direct to the consumer at a, at a, at a good price. Then yeah, that works. So. Yeah, absolutely, and that's I, I can personally attest for it. Again, I know um, just having some like again, I'm not affiliated with you guys, you know, in any way. So just having someone you know take your supplement stuff, like I'm like, oh, this, this stuff is actually like this shit works. Like just that the, the pre workout and all that stuff. It's like it's 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 helping me, you know, so much better than you see the other garbage that. It's just like it used to give me stomach aches. That's what I didn't like about their pre-workouts. Yeah, yeah, and I, and it's funny because I know a lot of people when I talk to them about like their pre-workouts that are like, oh yeah, I used to take you know this or that, and it always give me you know a stomach ache or yeah. I always feel like terrible, like I feel like death. And I'm yeah, like, and like that's like, bad. Like it's a bad. That's, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, like you don't take something that makes you feel that way. Yeah, it's gonna give you more energy, but if you feel like you're you know your 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 colon's gonna freaking blow out when you're doing yeah. squats, like I'm like <laughs> that's your body telling you something. Yeah. Like <laughs> something's not just, right. Just <laughs> just do a caffeine pill instead. Yeah, or exactly. Drink, or drink a cup of coffee. Exactly. Like. I agree. Yeah. So no, but, um, but yeah, so that's, that's pretty much like, again, with the supplements and, and the working out and stuff like that, it's just been, um, like, I'm like, like, I know like a lot of your stuff, it's, it's always evolving. Cause again, new science comes out, new, yep. you know, new breakthroughs, new, new research. So that's where I, I also in some su- cases it's ingredients that like, we're trying to like, we're trying, we've been trying for months to put I want to put one more ingredient in pulse and I've had alpha GPC was an, was, it was an idea and I had a specific reason why I wanted that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alcar was another form of carnitine was another that they're still trying was another, but the problem is, and I'm forgetting one, there's one other one we tried as well. And now we're trying to work tart cherry juice into recharge. But okay. I, the problem is the taste, it tastes so bad. Like it, we've been, we've just been striking out one, one ingredient after another, but yeah. you know, we're, we're working on it. So. That's yeah, I know. That's like I know if you take like a like a straight leucine supplement, like oh, a powder, awful, yeah. it is the worst thing. Like or it's like a so hydrolysate, like like a like a whey hydrolysate or something. Like it's just like it's you know, just, unflavored. Like, We're gonna come out with an unflavored whey from ours, and I, I I'm on the same page. Like I've had unflavored ways before that were really gross. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this unflavored whey that we're gonna be releasing, I was actually surprised. It tastes pretty good. I was Im- impressed actually. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. That's pretty cool. I'll, I'll send you some when it's available. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, all right, it. cool. Um, just drinking water with. with yeah, it's kind of like mild and creamy. It's actually pretty good. 
<laughs> um, let me ask, like, what was one thing that, like, what was one issue or, or problem or something like that that you got you had when you were first starting, uh, like, Muscle for Life? Like, you, like, what was one thing you would say was like a struggle? Um, was, there's always in in any in any six business success story of any kind, there's a bit of serendipity involved, luck involved, of course, hard work and being smart and having a good plan and all that. But uh, along the way, you're going to have if if things are going to grow as quickly as my stuff has grown, you're just there's going to be some luck involved for sure. Mm. And I guess in my case, in the beginning, where I, there was two things that I that were it was just it was just serendipity, it was luck. One was when I first published Bigger Leaners stronger. There were no other books really like that. And to be fair, that's one of the reasons why I did it because I saw that and I was looking at what other books, what books were available for, you know, was there a book similar to how there isn't an app right now that's really good for tracking your weightlifting and your diet. It just doesn't exist. So that's, that's what I'm building. So it's similar with bigger and stronger. I was like, why hasn't someone written a book yet that kind of just breaks down flexible dieting and breaks down really the, 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 what the 20% of stuff you need to know to get 80%, 80% of the results. Instead, yeah. instead we have a lot of these books that are, it's they're, it's marketing nonsense. It's, you know, trying to pretend like there's some new breakthrough in weightlifting that is going to change everything or, yeah. you know, in, in dieting, you have to eat this way or eat that way or, you know, and, um, so that was, uh, Lucky that that was the case because now, uh, there, I mean, there are along the way now in the last few years, um, a lot of ripoff type books. I mean, I mean, sometimes uh, in some cases, it's like funny. There was this one guy. So he emails me like he likes my work and, you know, he loves reading my articles. Da, da, da. And he wrote a book and he would love me to check it out and maybe endorse it or whatever. And, um, you know, it's unlikely that I'm going to do that. But just because I, I get a lot of requests and a lot of this stuff, I don't know how to let them. Like I have to, unfortunately, let people down nicely. Where I just, I, oh yeah, I don't agree with <laughs> what they're doing or saying or whatever. And and you know, I, I don't want to be a dick, but I, I'm just not gonna. I don't want to endorse things indiscriminately just to maybe be able to get a favor back or something. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so, so in looking at the book, so I, but I just looked at it, and you know, it was. Um, it was basically just bigger than stronger, like not not written, but it was like the the table of contents was like almost the same in terms of oh the of the material covered, right? So I'm just like, what do you? Why why would you email? Like you think I'm not going <laughs> to notice that in my own fucking book? Like what are you thinking? So so there are a lot of books that have come out since that are in, you know kind of knockoff type products. And, you know, the space is kind of glutted now with books like that. So if I were, oh, com- yeah. if I were coming into the game, into, into this game right now, I probably, I don't know if I would have, I don't know if I would write the, you know, any, well, let's just say there was no bigger, leaner, stronger, something else was in its place. I wouldn't probably wouldn't write bigger, leaner, stronger in the beginning, because again, like I would be looking for what's something unique that I can bring to the space. Yeah. Um, so Bigger than stronger when it when it first came out was very unique and that's why it grew so quickly and got a lot of word of mouth and now it's just so entrenched. I mean, it has twenty one hundred reviews on Amazon. Yeah, I've sold probably three hundred thousand plus copies in the last few years, that's and awesome. and it just keeps it just goes and goes and goes and because now it's such a thing that you know it it just is what it is. So trying to get in and just like trying to go, oh, I can do that or a, a me too type of product is oh is, yeah is a bad idea. So that was that was lucky that um you know what I guess the luck was that. What I knew in t- when I wrote the book was exactly what needed to be produced for 
the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and then when I started muscle for life, which was soon after, and, and, you know, Jeremy was involved, that's when he got involved. Um, well, no, actually it wasn't soon after Bigger and stronger was like January, 2012. And we launched muscle for life, uh, March, uh, 2013. So, okay. so, but when we, when, when we decided to do it in the end of 2012 and then had it built and launched it and, you know, okay, let's start. It was much easier then and it grew very quickly. I mean, by the end of the first year, it was, I want to say close to a million visits a month. No, no, that's wrong. It was, I have to look at analytics. It wasn't that, it didn't grow that quickly, but it grew very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely in the hundreds of thousands of visits a month by the end of the first year. Wow. And one of the reasons for that is growing a health and fitness blog, which is really what it is, um, then was much easier than it is now, probably mainly because the space has, again, become so glooded. It is, yeah. With with websites that are doing the same thing. Uh, and, course, and, yeah. and see what the th- like my thing also with Legion and with Muscle for with Legion and Muscle for Life is SEO. Like I'm writing for SEO. I don't care what I want to write about. I, if, if it doesn't have any SEO value, I'm probably not going to write about it. And okay. in terms of determining what those criteria are, I mean, there's, there's, it's not complicated, but there's different things that are taken into account. Um, but that, if you're going to play that game, then you're, you're going to be competing with people like me, basically that, and you're, and you have to, be able to give Google what they want, which is long form content that's going to be well written. Their spiders can analyze the quality of your writing. They know, like, can this person write? Is this person, you know, coherent or not? Like, if, if, if someone's a bad writer and writes stuff that's hard to read and annoying to read, Google spiders can actually kind of determine that to some degree. Oh, that's awesome. So, so you're going in, so you need to be able to write, you know, 2000 plus word articles that are well written that people like to read that get shared around. Um, and you're going to be up against, you know, there's the whole link side of, of, of SEO, which, um, is, I mean, SEO, you can't just go on Fiverr and buy link wheels. That's not how it works. You have to know the right people and you have to know what you're doing and you have to spend a lot of money, yeah. uh, not a little bit of money, a lot of money. <laughs> so if, if you want to really be competitive, like if you wanted to do like authority nutrition, for instance, you want to go up against those trolls, uh, <laughs> you better be, you, I'm telling you, you better be ready to spend at least $50,000 a month on links at least. Oh my God. So, uh, now that's not to be discouraging and say, don't try, but the point is like, don't, if you're going to go into, you know, that this space, don't just try to be like, oh, well, I can, I can spin that article. I can write an article like that. Like, don't think that's going to work because ultimately, yeah. you know, you need to provide something unique and something different that people are going to latch on to. And again, in the beginning, Muscle for Life was that. There weren't in any other sites that even, you know, cited research in the way that I did where uh, made it very easy for people to access. Like, yeah. all, all studies are just linked. And when I make a claim, you can go see why am I saying that. Um, and so a lot of little things that now are more and more people are doing, but they're starting, you know, behind the curve and they don't really know what they're doing and they don't have enough money to do it right and really try to, you know, build as quickly as they would, they would hope. So those are the kind of like the two main, you know, uh, I'd say serendipitous things that have put me where I'm at now. Yeah. And so in terms of challenges, uh, or struggles, I mean, I hate to say it, but there in my, at least maybe this is also me as a person and my perspective on things. Like I honestly think that my life and really any of like modern living is so fucking easy. Like our lives, it's, it's kind of, 
a joke, how, how easy and how good we have it. And, and not, not because I make some money or anything anybody, even somebody that would be at the poverty level. Uh, if you look at around the rest of the world, how people live, oh, yeah, like, yeah. come on, we have it easy as fuck. We, yeah. You know what I mean? We, we don't starve. We just go to a store and get food and we can access the world uh, at our fingertips on our phones. Uh, yeah. you know what I mean? So, you know, um, I, I'm never, I'm just not one to complain about things much, but, but in terms of, I guess, so, you know, it wasn't like a big struggle, like, oh, this is so hard. It was uh-huh. more just doing the work. And um, so, you know, initially, the challenge really is, I guess, I mean, for me, I kind of didn't care and I just did it. So it wasn't so challenging. But the reality is, I'd say for anyone else, for for the sake of anyone listening or in, in if you to answer your question, the challenge would have been uh, if the, the amount of time that it, it took, there wasn't, it wasn't like a, Oh, I work smart. I don't work hard. Yeah. Like it was, and it's still the case. I mean, my work schedule hasn't changed all that much. I worked maybe on average when we started a little bit more, maybe five hours more a week, maybe 10 max, but you know, I still work on average about 60 hours a week, mm-hmm. a low, a low week is 50 hours. Um, and sometimes it's more than 60. So that there was just no way around that. So, you know, I, in the beginning, so Jeremy and I saw, we have something, we have potential and we had seen in the beginning, we could build this out. We could build up this website. I could write more books. Um, we could, we could do supplements because we even then knew like there is an opportunity to do good supplements and to yeah. actually do the, the stuff that again, that's the story of Legion, like the stuff that we would have, would wish other companies would make. Of, of course. Yeah. You know, we could do that kind of thing. So we saw that in the beginning, but we had to take it one step at a time. So then it was just, it's just the, the, the grind of showing up every day and putting in the work, whether you feel like it or not. And, you know, it's not a matter of like, oh, well, I'm just lucky because I'm so passionate about what I do that I can just say, that's not even true. Like, yeah, I have passion for what I'm doing, but it doesn't mean that every day I'm super excited to do every task that I have to do. Mm -hmm. And I just discount personally emotions and feelings. I just don't really care how I feel about things. Like I can turn that off for work. That's very true. Yeah. I try to be less of a robot in in my relationships <laughs> with people, but I do not care how I feel about things when it comes to work. In fact, I don't even trust my feelings. Like I joke, I was just joking with Jeremy today that in some ways, like my, I, I, if I'm, certain feelings that I have about things, it's almost like that tells me that I should just do the opposite. Cause that, <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I see that a lot also with with just out there. Like people, like they're feeling they want to just sit there and watch Netflix for three hours. They should do the exact opposite. Yeah, they feel like they don't want to go in the gym because they should do the exact opposite and go to the gym. They feel like they want to eat the nineteen pizzas. They should do the exact (laughs) opposite. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's almost like there's a point where um, I I like the 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 War of Art. yeah, War of Art. Yeah, Stephen Pressfield a lot. It's a book. And I don't know if you've, if you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. Okay. And he kind of talks about like the, this internal resistance that we have in us that just is in there to just get in our way and fuck up our lives, basically. Yeah. And the more you, and this is kind of coming back to that kind of idea that of like whatever it is, the, the, the obstacles that we put in our, in our own way, if you can just, with it takes self discipline and it takes self control, but if you can, you know, beat them enough, it just becomes then much easier and much harder for life and random stuff to derail you. Because I mean, I've experienced this personally where now I have such a routine where I know 
exactly what I'm going to be doing tonight. And there's no way that I'm not going to be working on, uh, what I'm going to be working on. And that's just a fact. It's like every yeah. day, you know what I mean? It's like going to the gym, you know, you're going to the gym every day yeah. unless, okay, fine. Things can happen here and there. But so as you start to get more and more, uh, certain in your, in other areas of your life and your routines, I mean, that's been very helpful to me. So cultivating that in the beginning was a bit of a challenge, just that, you know, I, I guess as a per, as a person, um, I never, t- I've never taken any kind of personality test, but I would, ex- I would, I would expect that I probably have a bit of an introvert and I, I, there are aspects of me that are extroverted and they're definitely, there's a part of me that's more of an introvert where I don't have any problem being by myself and just doing what I'm doing. And yeah. I, I don't care what other people are doing. I don't, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. I don't give a shit if there's a party tonight. I don't give a shit if there's a dinner I don't give a shit if there's a birthday party, whatever. And if, if I've decided that's what I'm doing, you know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, I don't know. That, that was maybe the only thing that, that other people, cause then, you know, people are going to hear this and going to be like, Oh, what that, that's so sad. What a sad way to live. <laughs> Honestly, like I've, I've had people, I've had people and I don't even, I don't even get offended. I'm not going to like say, Oh yeah, fucking money uh, or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> cause that would be like the standard response. But like, yeah, well, is being a millionaire sad? Just you know? make it rain. Just yeah, like- yeah. Is that sad? Uh, so <laughs> that's, that's not, that's not even the point. But, but the point is, um, you know, for me, and, and this is another book that I recommend. I've recommended it many times, so it's just cliche for me to even recommend it. But it's a book called Flow, um, and it's uh, it's all about you know that the what are the what are the best experiences that you're going to have in your life. In a lot of cases, they're going to be when you're in this flow state, when you're doing things, something that's fully engaging, and you know you lose track of time, and it takes uh, you know you have to you have to exercise skills and you get immediate feedback. And so, you know, it, it talks about that concept applied to different areas of life. Mm-hmm. So for me, uh, that's, that's just very, tr- that, I don't know, that's, that's true for me in that, um, you, you can have flow experiences in work. You can have flow experiences in relationships and, you know, whether it be with girlfriends or wives or boyfriends or husbands, or whatever, or friends or yeah. there's many different ways you can experience flow. But for me, I, I, I've tried to I try to spend my time doing things that produce that feeling just because I I like it. So, you know, in a lot of cases, my work is a flow type of activity for me. And so I tend to gravitate toward that just because it's enjoyable, truly enjoyable for me. And then of course it produces, you know, it, it's, it, it produces things outside of just my own emotions. So, um, yeah, I mean, I know it's kind of a long answer, but that's that that was really you know in the beginning that was that was the only challenge and then i can say going forward the challenge has been uh just just having to persist through all kinds of bullshit like oh yeah and you know and 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 then and then learning the lessons of that you know don't hang on to don't work with people that aren't really competent that aren't really professional that don't really do a good job we've had to learn that lesson mm-hmm. or I'd just be kind of too nice with people not not people that I've hired in that work with me in the office here but like external type people that would provide different services yeah and 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 being too friendly about it you know what i mean and i i have there's a point where like i'm i'm a nice guy up to a point and if there's a once i you know that i just had to lower that a little bit yeah, yeah. To, you know what i mean I to, like take a little bit less shit especially when I'm, when I'm paying a lot of money you know what i mean yeah um and because if you're not unfortunately with certain people with just the way they are if you're the one that is uh 
if you're not, they're, they're going to go out, they're going to just take care of the noisiest people first. And if you're not making a bunch of noise, then that you're, you know, you're not as much of a problem. Yeah. Um, so, so we had to learn that. And, and just, you know, as we get into more stuff, when projects have very long runways, uh, which like, for instance, the new Legion website was a ton of work. That was a lot of work. Um, and, or, or, or doing a book or something like that, where just learning to, and it's really just kind of a discipline of focusing just on the task that's right ahead of you. And don't, you know, don't, don't think, don't let the, the, the enormity of the entire thing weigh on you and just demotivate you. You know what I mean? So I've, I, that's also something that was a challenge. And then just something, you know, Jeremy and I had to learn is just like, okay, fine. Yeah. It's going to be all this work and we have all these problems with this thing right now, but what are we going to do right now today? Like what's the next step? And then just doing it. And no matter, it doesn't matter, you know, how it doesn't matter how we feel, just start. What's the next, next task. Cool. Start doing it. All right, great. And, um, and then eventually after doing enough of these little tasks, look at that, the whole thing is, is done. And then yeah. and now you're super happy. Um, and so that, that's been important just as a, as a, Again, it's almost like a skill that, that you can, that we've learned at least. And, uh, because the things that are really worth doing take a lot of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the way it is. Absolutely. I mean, especially yeah. in business, you know what I mean? Business is like, most businesses aren't shit in their first five years. They're just, they're just, they're just not. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Right. And that's, uh, no, you brought up a lot of really good points. Like I said, like, I'm like, in my professional life, I'm a project manager. So, you know, I notice, you know, again, like everything that you said is you know, spot on with, you know, how to cultivate, you know, kind of learn again, I've been on both sides, you know, learning yeah. that, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, so to say, or, yeah. you know, yeah. it, it's just so, uh, but no, that's, that's definitely, that's, that's really cool insight uh, coming from again, like, like, you know, like a start, like a startup and, you know, how you guys have said such success so far and, and just kind of seeing that, that evolution of, you know, putting out articles to now you, you know, all the books and the supplements and, you know, who knows, you know, the app and all that other stuff that you guys have kind of in the, in the, in the works right now. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's been a good ride. It's been, it's going well. And I think also there's something, last thing I'll say on that, there's something to be said for just keeping in what worked early on now. So yeah. like, yeah, I mean, some, a lot of people in my position Honestly, they, they wouldn't spend time answering emails. Absolutely. Yeah. They wouldn't, they wouldn't bother with that. I mean, they, there are things that a lot of things, I mean, that I don't have to do. Like even, even this podcast, like I don't have to do this podcast. Absolutely. I don't, I don't have to make YouTube videos at all. Uh, a lot of things that, you know, I, I probably, I could start writing one article a month. I could start writing one article every two months and exactly. And then just push, you know, more of the supplements and just be like, all right, I'm good. And just, you know, and just ride and just, yeah, and, exactly. you know, and just be like, oh, that's good. So, um, you know, but, that one, I mean, I'm just not that I, I'm not, I have no interest in like oh, retiring or trying. I, what do I, I like working. What, do I, what can I say? I, I, yeah. I, I don't want to go hang out on the golf course. I actually don't want to. I could, if I wanted to, I don't want to, I don't do it because I, I mean, I'm here because I want to be here. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But also then with people just maintaining that level of service um, is something that, you know, in the early on before there was anything before it had any real financial impact in my life. I saw the, the, the personal impact of it and was like, that's cool. I just want to keep doing that. And you know what I mean? And then I didn't actually even realize in the beginning how big of an effect it, it, it has. It's like ultra, ultimate compounding goodwill yeah. <laughs> almost. I didn't realize that I experienced it, but in the beginning that wasn't even like a master plan. It was just like, 
Yeah, people would like that. Like, I think it would be cool if I could write an author about, you know, I read his book, I could write him and get a real response to a question. That'd be cool. Yeah, absolutely. And, and but it turns out to be like, oh, now I'm reading this book from this best selling author that's all about kind of just that. Like, that's so far, that's the message of the book <laughs> is like, yeah, be a human and be helpful. Like, yeah. That's revolution. No, that's revolutionary. Okay. Yeah. Right. Because in, in the world that's getting, you know, highly, oh, I'm, saying, I'm just plugging in my uh, yeah, yeah. Um, iPad here. Um, in the world that's that's totally uh you know very you know computer driven and, and you know non personable and stuff like that um those who you know again take the time and actually that's one thing that's kind of one of the reasons why I was like, oh this is you know this is legit that's could have been one of the reasons why you know I stuck to it subconsciously is because of the fact that I knew that there was like a human on the other side of the, you know of yeah. that email that would be like, oh you know let me help you out or you know do this instead or you know try that or any question that I had um which, which, you know, which definitely helped. Uh, and, you know, this, I think, is a great example of how just uh, a small micro example of, of just the, how capitalism works like that for the good of everybody. Because now yeah. it's becoming more of a thing. Not it just, is. Not just in fitness, but uh, I mean, you've probably seen it. Customer service in general is becoming more of a thing. And, and as companies realize that it's profitable, they're like, oh, yeah, we want to do more of that. <laughs> and so regardless, I mean, even if that was their only reason for instituting something that is customer service oriented, like what we're talking about now, this kind of thing in the beginning, but the, the effects that it has out in the world are, are great. So I, you know, I think it's just, it's encouraging to see in airlines and food companies and, yeah. you know, I see it all over the place now. It's just becoming more of a thing to actually respond to and be helpful and not just think of every transact, every, every interaction as a transaction or, or as a, as a, as a chance to make money. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, you know, there are a lot of people I remember in the fitness space when I was first starting where, you know, if you'd email them a question, they would. Most would just be like, "Oh, yeah, it's a good question. Here, buy this, and it'll answer it for you." <laughs> you know what I mean? When instead, yeah, of, yeah. like, it, it didn't would have taken them actually any more time to just answer the question. Almost if it's like, an, let's say it's a yes no question. Should I do this? Yes no. Be like, "Oh yeah, uh, you hear by this." Yeah, like <laughs> just, just sprinkle some you could have just, on it. Yeah, you could have just said yes, and then I would have been more likely to buy your thing. You yeah, I, mean? I know. Because just to support you, because you're like, yeah, you're, actually being yeah. helpful. And yeah, not, and not exactly. asking for anything, and just being like, so you know, I I like that also, just because I think it's I think it's it's in a way it's the it's just the right thing. It's I don't know, treat people the way you want to be treated, and it, yeah, it comes back in a karmic way or whatever. You know what I mean? Absolutely. No, you're 100 percent right. That's awesome. <laughs> cool, man. All right. Well, we've gone on for an hour now. Yeah, I think no. we, we could sit and talk about all kinds of random shit, but um, this has been great. Hopefully, everyone will like it. I think they will. And um, and then, you know, if you're listening, go on. Uh, you can email me or reach me however you know how to, you know, social media, whatever, or drop a comment on YouTube. Um, that's only, by the way, the area that I'm not good at responding because YouTube's comment management system sucks so bad. It's so inefficient. I hate it. Um, I do try to pop in and answer questions, but, um, so if you, if you've gotten, if you, if you've left comments on YouTube videos and I haven't responded, that's why, because that would be, I'd have to spend like three hours a day just on YouTube answering comments to actually answer every one. Whereas when you comment on a blog post, I have it set up so I get an email and I'm able to manage it much more efficiently. That's why I can respond to all blog comments and still not just sit and answer, you know, 
comments all day because I have to do other things as well. But um, let me know if you like the like this idea. I was thinking of doing a podcast like this with you know someone like Jordan once a month and talk about their experiences again, not just with my programs, but more as a whole, and just let the conversations go where they go. Basically, is kind of the idea. So let me know what you think. And um, thanks for taking the time, Jordan. No problem. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I mean, anything anything you want to add? before we sign off? Uh, no, I just want to thank you guys again. And uh, like, like I said in my, in my uh, success story, you know, there's going to be days where it sucks. You know, when, you're, when yep. you're reaching your goal, it's the struggle. That's, that's what makes people who they are. Like you could see how, how my, as Mike explained, you know, starting his business and all that. It's, it's, there's going to be hard days. There's going to be really good days. Yep. But, you know, the fact is that you just put the work in every single day. And just do, you know, just stay on the track and just stay focused. That kind of like notes the grindstone. Um, you know, you're going to, you're going to get where you want to get, you know, regardless. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've, I've used that aspect in every, every form of my life now and just to kind of get, you know, working towards anything. So yeah, be, um, a, be a plow horse, not a show horse. Yeah. <laughs> or be both, um, you know, or both. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no. So I just want to thank you again. Um, and of course, you know, uh, again, I don't know how that would work if anyone had any uh, questions for me or something. I know like people oh, have yeah, questions if they on, wanna, on Facebook if you wanna, and stuff sure. like that. If you want to give your Twitter or Facebook, if you want people to come find you. I mean, if, you, if there's a common thing on this, I mean, that's probably, I'll, I'll check it out and I'll, okay. and I'll troll it a little bit. So, I mean, again, like I know, um, yeah. So, I mean, just thanks again and I uh, appreciate the opportunity, Mike. Okay. Yeah. My pleasure. All right. Take care. Cool.